Amen. 
Tuesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM, and we are in Tel Aviv tonight as part of the incredible Deershoe World Siyumim. That's right, Deershoe World Siyumim, uh, which have included stops in so many different areas of the world, which we'll talk about. Tonight is the Deershoe Daf Hayomi Bahalacha World Siyum here in what at one time was called Yadaliyahu, at one time was called the Nokia Center, and now is referred to as the Menorah Mivtachim Arena here in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, plenty of details about what's going on. We're also going to be hearing from some of the uh, top Torah personalities when it comes to words of inspiration, uh, many of whom have already participated in some of the uh, Dirshu World Siyumim, uh, some of whom will be here tonight in Tel Aviv. There's a lot to do as we get set to celebrate here with Dirshu. It's the Dafiomi Bahalacha. Many of our listeners have taken to this program already since we started discussing it, uh, essentially uh, studying Mishnabura, Halacha, uh, at the rate of one page per day. And now the first cycle, the very first cycle of the Dafayomi program for Halacha, the Dafayomi program for Jewish law, is coming to its conclusion tonight in Tel Aviv. We'll play some of the Deer Shoe selections, including some that were created very recently by Rav David Hofstetter and Moshe Laufer and the uh, different musical people who are involved in their musical projects. And plenty more coming up on a Tuesday live from Tel Aviv. This is JM in the AM. Shu <laughs> 
J.M. and the A.M. are live in Tel Aviv. Right behind me is a 10, 11, 12,000 seat arena, which will be filled later on tonight uh, for the big Deershoe World Seum. Uh, in North America, in the New York area, the big Shabbos convention, which has become an annual tradition already of Deershoe, uh, took place on Parshas Vayakel Pekude uh, back on March the 13th. That's where the whole celebration, the whole tour of this celebration began. Uh, then on the um, 18th of uh, March, which was a Wednesday in South Africa, there was a um, a major celebration. That was the second stop on this Deer Shoe World Tour. Um, one of the people who spoke was Diane Abrams, spoke at that event, others as well. That was back on the 18th of March. In England, and we're going to hear some of the excerpts of the uh, of the presentations in the United Kingdom. In England, the big Shabbos convention took place Parshas Vayikra. That was last Shabbos, of course, uh, starting on March the 20th, and that was a major event in England. Uh, France was at the end of this past weekend, a very inspiring, and you can imagine with everything that's been going on in France, you can imagine uh, just how um, spiritual and how uh, inspirational a Deershoe uh, event was uh, when Gedolei Torah gathered together to be part of it this past Sunday in a major arena in France, and we will again hear about that seum uh, in France. And in addition, at 7:35 this morning, we're going to play the music that filled the arena in Paris. I'm assuming it was in Paris uh, this past Sunday in France. Uh, upcoming after this big celebration in uh, Israel. Upcoming will be the um, uh, South American celebration, which takes place later this week. That'll be down in South America. And, of course, tonight is the big event in Tel Aviv. They're actually going to be celebrating in both Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim. Those of you who are familiar with Binyanei HaOman, I'm sure there are plenty of our listeners who are. Uh, they'll be there. And, and of course, we'll be here at the Adeliyahu Stadium, which has its brand-new name, the Menorah Miftachim Arena. Uh, I have been here for Israeli basketball in the past. I have never been here for a seum tonight. This place is going to be filled with incredible spirit, wonderful celebration, and a real Makam Torah. The, the list, for those of you who keep a roster of the great Torah giants in this world, the list that will be here tonight in Tel Aviv is simply remarkable. The Dershu World Seum is on. Uh, we are here for the first of two shows. Tomorrow's show is actually going to be our broadcast from the actual event as it's taking place in back of us. When you hear the celebration tomorrow, it's not going to be a replay of what happened in France. It'll be the actual live presentation of what's going on uh, here at Yadaliao um, tonight. So that's our schedule for the week here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday morning so far uh, back in the New York, New Jersey area. We're going to do this Deer Shoe selection, which is uh, featuring Isaac Honig. It's one of their classics. It's called Summer. Here it is at JM in the AM. 
Oh, yeah. 
سم نفشی لالوی Rabbi Yitzchak Safos tells me that Rav David Hofstetter is the composer of that selection uh, sung by uh, Isaac Honig here at JMDM. I say good afternoon, or for those of you back in the U.S., I'll say good morning to Rabbi Yitzchak Safos, who is here at the Dirshu World Seum in Tel Aviv. I see you would not miss this event, sir. Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> a I pleasure. apologize. My voice is a little bit... Uh, now, wait a second. Let me, cons- yeah. let me consult my map. You left yes. your voice in France, the U.K., <laughs> South Africa. Where'd you leave your voice? Where was I, it? I'm not sure. Maybe back in America. Actually. Oh, they have a then at the yeah. convention? Yeah. <laughs> Why did the USA convention become such a popular event over the years? You know, it, 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 there are many conventions, and they're all fantastic. Yeah, a lot of great organizations. Yeah. And then the Deershaw convention had a specific goal and angle, and that was to represent people that are learning from all backgrounds. Right. And therefore, um, really, anyone that's there, you know, let me give you a, uh, an example. One of the Rosh Hashivas who was there for Shabbos commented, he said, I've been to many conventions, but I don't recall being at, the, at a convention when on Shabbos morning, if Shachras is 8 o'clock, at 6 o'clock the base Medrash is full. Wow. I think that gives yeah, that a little perspective. That yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think that gives a little perspective. <laughs> so that's what they're concentrating yeah. on at the Deershoe Convention. They have Bechinis to take. Do you know at the UK convention, they had a testing site and it was a packed room. I have a picture of a guy doing his bechina on the wall. They wouldn't outside. let you be at the scene if you didn't pass. Is that what well. happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not that strict. But no. Everyone's allowed to celebrate. But in all seriousness, they take the Torah study very seriously. We've pointed this out to our listeners many times. And you you, you, were, you may have been a little surprised how this audience reacted. We had a lot of people who want That's to be correct. part of a very serious That's uh, Torah correct. study. That's correct. When, when, now, of course, a big thank you to Nachum Siegel and Jay and the AM, WFMU for hosting us this morning. Um, I can't tell you how many comments since, and of course, you know, I, I apologize, I missed your great fundraiser this year. Big thank you to our listeners, I've, they were uh, great. I've been, I think, my first year was 89, I was there with Mayor Fertig. Wow. When we walked down that long parking lot into a little building in yeah. a corner, was the East, that was Orange. East Orange, uh, East Orange, I was there. I didn't realize you were part of the fundraiser back yeah, then. Yeah, Mayor Fertig brought me in. Now I feel our guilty. mutual friend. Now I feel guilty that you pledged so much last week. <laughs> <laughs> so, a very big thank you. And ever since... The your listeners have become familiar with Dirshu. The office has gotten a fantastic number of requests, and later we'll hear from Rabbi Aaron Gabio, right. who runs Dirshu North America, about about to join the programs. They want more information, and they heard about it on your airwaves. Yeah, so the surprising you. thing again. This is not to. I, I'm not trying to joke around. I'm being serious. You say to yourself, do people who who you know have a casual approach or want to add some type of casual approach to Torah study to their lives, whether it be Dafyomi, Dafyomi Bahalacha, etc. Do they really want to go through a testing process? Do they really want to go through a, a really serious pursuit where people are, you know, are being held accountable for what they're supposed to be studying every single day? And surprisingly, the answer is yes. The answer is yes, that people want to be part of a formal program and make sure they really understand the material. And on top of that, another thing we had this with Rabbi... Uh, Rabbi Freed. Remember when Rabbi Freed was in our studio? Yes, Gavi Freed, Rabbi Gavi Freed. I mean, I, I, when he started describing yeah. how many people come to his shear and 
never miss and take it very seriously. And again, this is not to minimize or compare to any other right. shirm out there. Right. Just to tell people that you, you think the more you add in terms of the responsibility of the of the student, the more difficult it's going to be. It might be difficult, but people want to pursue it. They want to do it. You know, Rabbi Friend came and joined the Dershow World Seam in right. the UK. And Rabbi Friend is always fantastic, always off the charts, and I believe that we're going to be playing we'll go to some his of his clips yeah. at some point. Um, Rabbi Friend said that over the last, I think he said over the last 50 years, there have been, he's, the way he's seen it is that there's been two Torah revolutions in, in, in North America. Right. He said the first one is no question, it's Art Scroll. Right. There's no question. Right. They made Torah accessible to the masses. Correct. He said the second one he sees from being present at the Shabbos and from what he's heard about their, is their shoe, where they then take the learning that someone has to a totally new level of accountability. He says, that's the secret, and that's the revolution that, that their shoe has done. It's pretty amazing. Yitzchak Saflis is here. I thank him and everybody at Bottom Line Marketing Group, Pesach Tropper, Chaim Weiser, all the people who have been assisting you for God knows how long to get to this night. It's a big night yes. for you because you've been building up for God knows how many months. That's right. And if you listen carefully, you hear some of the testing going on in the background. Oh, yeah, it's a very exciting evening. They're already starting up. to prepare oh. the arena for this evening's event. I just want to break for a second and thank Josh Melman and everybody at Travel Cells. We said yesterday from Stay Road, if not for Travel Cell, we'd have major problems here. They not only are keeping us connected to the U.S., but they are keeping us connected radio-wise to the U.S. as well, and I thank him. A big thank you to our friends at the Inbal Hotel and Alex Herman and his staff. We, again, are uh, guests of the Inbal. They are our home base when we're in Israel. And, of course, Stan is in our studio. ZK and PC Guy are here. Danny Goldberg is um, is taking care of our uh, social media. And a big thank you to the uh, Nahum Siegel Network General Manager, Miriam L. Wallach, who not only is here but is uh, coordinating everything for today's show, as she does every time. We hit the road. All right, um, here we are. We're going to go to Rabbi Friend in a moment. Uh, th- these were words that he shared with everybody in the UK, right? This was in England. Um, you, you, we mentioned and alluded earlier to the fact that in France, the godless, the greatness of the event, in addition to everything you'd expect from a Torah event, was that it was France, and obviously they needed the big boost and that was one of the reasons you, you said that Rabbi Hofstetter insisted they go to France with the Jewish right. celebration. Right. It was a big boost to the community. If you had to, could you describe in a sentence or two the theme in England? Was there a specific, I don't know, a specific spirit that was happening up there that accompanied the Deershoe celebration? There's so many, there's a rush of emotion when you ask such a question because I was there for Shabbos. Oh, you went to England? Yeah, I was there and it was so you it felt was it. so special. It was so special. You know what? I want to share a story. So let's do a story we could bring out. What? Okay. In the American Shabbos, there's a tradition now at every Dirshu Shabbos convention, by Mincha for Shlishi, they sell the alias. <laughs> Just one alias? They sell only one alias because by Shachris, they give it to the. Right. There's so many Gedolim that right. are there. They Okay. And then Cohen and Levy are taken care and of. Cohen and Levy are taken care but of. But Shlishi, they'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> Shlishi they sell. Okay. The isolated aliyah oh, gets put up for One aliyah for sale. So that's a grand. hot aliyah. I can imagine. But they don't sell it for money. <laughs> they don't sell it for cash. What do they sell it for? For blot gemara. Of how many pages you'll learn. You have to learn. commit to learn that amount of pages, of folios in Talmud. And that's what the bidding process is for. How much did it go for? Well, in America it started, went 500, 700, 750, 1,000. It kept on going up, 1,500, 2,000. Now, mind you, 
someone's going to say, okay, great, you know, I'll do Chazara, I'll right. learn one blot, and Correct. I'll do it. Correct, keep no. going. You can only, the, the same blot, you can only Chazar four times That's for it. this plan, yeah. So that means, okay, so. <laughs> There's all, we're putting a cap, we're putting a cap <laughs> right. on the Torah so, study. Okay, <laughs> so in the end, America topped out at 20, no, at 3,200 blots. Wow. 3,200 blot Gemara, that's 6,400 Amudim. Very impressive. Extremely impressive. The person, a Kleisenberger Chassid from Union City, bought it. And everyone's, no, but not everyone realized that, you know, and everyone's hush, and because right. yeah, no one realized who bought it. And then they call up for the Aliyah. And they call up Rabbi David Hafstetter. He gave him the Aliyah. The head of Dershu. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the place was silent. I mean, even the state, this they appreciate so what he's doing. Yeah, the man is creating a, a revolution here, and some people are seeing the results of this already now, and some may not see it for another 10, 20 years. Right. But that, that's we tried to capture that in this book a little right. bit. But the the fact is that there is a revolution, and this is what's going on. And that's why tonight's so significant because it's the end that's of the first right. cycle. It's the end that's of the right. first is, time around, which is a specific program right. which I would love right. to, to talk more about the Dafim Valacha. Correct. But just going back, but they encourage. Now I want to go back to England. They encourage Torah study with accountability. With accountability, that exactly way. right. That's why they had a Dafyomi seal. That's they correct. had it two years ago. Right, because why else? It's what's part the, of the whole Dafyomi system, correct. right? In the UK. They also sold, this was their first Shabbos oh, convention, oh. so they sold <laughs> Shlishi. <Shlishing. laughs> All right. So the bidding process went, went, went. 1,500, 17, 18, 19, 2,000. In the end, it went for 2,200. Right. Okay. So U.S. wins. If you, if right. you keep it right. okay. USA, USA. <laughs> USA. Okay. But wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The story's not over. Go ahead. There's still a bottom of the ninth. Okay. So the Leo was sold, 2,200. Terrific. Okay, it was Bashutfis. Two partners bought the Aliyah. Right. Okay, obviously only one could get it. Mm. Someone took the Aliyah. Great. Right. By the Misha Beirach, they added a thousand blot. <laughs> so UK wins. As an additional. Um, <laughs> as an additional so Misha UK Thunder. was 3,400. Oh, boy. USA but in second place. <laughs> are, we, are we happy about the silver medal or not? How does it work? Do we get happy about that? I don't think but, so. But this is what we're talking about. People that learn, there's no day, there's no night. They they are so committed and they take the chinnis. And I, when I meet them, these people are such tzaddikim and they're so sweet. And I meet the sometimes they come over and thank me. You say Yitzchak, you give me chizuk when you, when you do the ads. I'm like it's over of David Hofstadter. It's his vision. It's his dream. He, it's there's a real revolution taking are place. Are there different levels in the uh, testing? Yes, there are different. Levels. Yeah, and I, I could so if there I could is add a some, simpler level. There are different levels of testing. Well, yeah. sim- even the lowest yeah, level is advanced. Easy, right? But every time there's a new cycle, if someone took tests in a previous cycle, they have to commit to a higher level on the next level. Really? On the next, right? Th- those that took Bechinez on Shas in the last round, if they continue taking it, they have to like, if let's say they didn't take it with Taisvis the first time, they have to add Taisvis. Because Rav David wants constantly the people should grow and grow. It's constantly driving them. Seems like he thinks of everything. Information, by the way, to sign up for the uh, daily e-newsletter, to sign up and see if there's a shear, a specific shear in your community, and to get any information, it's 8885-DEARSHOE, 8885-DEARSHOE. You also encourage people to use the email address, which is uh, which I had a, a moment ago. <laughs> Where, where's the email address? It's... Uh, it's uh, 
Info. Info at coleldeershoe.org. Info at coleldeershoe.org. I'm sorry, man. That's no not my bad. Info at coleldeershoe.org. Two L's in the middle of Colel. Yes. Info at coleldeershoe.org. Here's what it sounded like when my friend, who everyone in this audience I'm sure has heard of, oh, my friend addressed the UK. Friend. He addressed the UK. That's correct. This was what, Saturday night? Saturday night, this, this Saturday past night. Saturday night. All right, here's our right friend as he addressed the United Kingdom gathering for the Deershoe World Seum. You're listening to JM in the AM. I've spent the Shabbos with David Hofstetter. It's the first time I met him. We got a chance to schmooze here and there. I think that he's also motivated by the Pusik. But he has another twist on it. See, also means you can't forget the Torah. You have to remember it. And that's what motivates him. And that's what's behind Dirshu. Nishnar learning. But to know what we learn and to be responsible for it. And that's his kiyum. Tonight is not only the seum of the Mishnah Brura and the Dirshu program, but tomorrow is the beginning. We start Arachayim Chelak Aleph Simen Aleph Sif Aleph. But if you really want to start at the beginning, and I would urge everybody to do this, is to read the Hakdamat of the Mishnah Brura. The Mishnabura only has two hakdamas to the six halakim of the Mishnabura, Chelek Aleph and Chelek Gimel. In this hakdama, the Chelek Aleph, it's a wide-ranging hakdama. The Mishnabura talks about many different things. But in the, one of those paragraphs, the Chafetz Chaim writes as follows. In spite of the fact that whatever a person learns, even if it's not Negea, Bismanenu, Kotchim, and Tyrus, Avadis, Mekayim, with every Vorta, Mitzas, Asay, Deraisa, Mikol Mokayim, he is the Loshen of the Chavetz Chaim verbatim. Iker limud ha'adam tsirarech liyais bolimin ha'mevi lidei maise. The Chavetz Chaim says, Paskins, that the Iker limud of a person has to be in things that halachal ha'maise, ha'mevi lidei maise. And to wit, the Chavetz Chaim marshals the famous Gemara Mesechta Brochus, Omar Avchizda, Maidich Siv, that the loves the the places where we learn halacha lamaisa. The over there often in that Gemara explains. That in fact, in spite of the fact that the Batiknesias and the Bamitrashis are full of people, they're learning, they're learning all over, they're learning Kodshim, they're learning Tyrus, they're learning Zikin, they're learning Noshim. They're chock full of people learning Tyra. But nevertheless, there's something that is even more precious to the Rebbein And that is the Shaorim, it's the Yonim Bahalocha. 
the place that Talmidei Chachomim gathered to learn Halacha Lamaisa. That is what the Rebbeinu Shalom loves even more than the Batiknesias and the Batimid Rashis that are also learning. Now with this, the Marshal goes on to explain the next line of the Gemara. Now the day base Hamigdash was destroyed. That from the time the, the base Hamigdash was destroyed, that when the base Hamigdash was Kayim, the Sanhedrin Agolo sat in the Lishkas Kagosis and they passed in Halochal Amaisa. And if, as the Gemara tells us, there's nothing more precious to the Rebbeinu Shalom than the place where Halochal Amaisa is learned, that must include the Lishkas Hagosis. It's Kaviyochal. To rebunish Shalom's favorite part of the Beis Hamikdash, but what happened when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, and there was no more Lishkas Agosis? Zoch the Gemara. You know what the Rebbeinu Shalom likes now instead of the Lishkas Agosis, instead of the Beis Hamikdash, the Arba Amishal Alocha, where we sit and we learn Alocha Lamaisa. That's what the Rebbeinu Shalom hot leave more than anything else. The Panovich Yerav, Zegatzadik Levrocha, once said that one can learn this Gemara and think that when the Beis Hamikdash was Kayim, the Shechina was there. But now, there's no Beis Hamikdash. So Nebuch, the Rebbeinu Shalom had to settle. He had to settle for somewhere. Zokta Panovich Yerav, Nain! That's not the Pshat in the Gemara. The Rebbeinu Shalom didn't settle at all. It was always the mockum of, of the Ashkos Hashkido was because of the Lishkas Hagazas, because Misham Yatsahirali Yisrael. That's what the Rebbe Nishon, that's what the Seba for the Ashkos Hashkina. And now that there's no Beis Hamigdash, the place where they sit and they learn Halochal Amaisa, that's the, the, the pseudo, the facsimile of the Lishkas Hagazas. When Rav Sadiyagayin was asked that he was appointed to the Rashiva in Suri, he was living in, Me- in Egypt, he was living in Mitzrayim, and he became the Rashiva in Sura, in Babylonia, in Bovel, in Iraq. So before assuming his role as Rashiva, he did what all Rashivas have to do. He started collecting money. And he went to a Gvir in Egypt. And he asked him for a donation to the yeshiva and surah. So he, this gvir gave him a big donova, a big donation. And he said, one tnai. I want that the base, the Oren Kaidish in surah should be named after me. There should be a plaque that I donated the Oren Kaidish, Arna Kaidish, in the yeshiva and surah. Of Sadiagon agreed. He comes to surah, and lo and behold, Doran Kaddish is already donated. So what to do now? Should he return the money? See if the man would settle for something else? 
Rabsagi Gaon wrote back to Egypt and he said, Dorna Kaidesh is where the Tereshibiksav is kept. But what's the Orna Kaidesh for the Tereshibalpeh? At Rafsagi Gaon Gezokt, where a Yeshiva Bocha sits and learns, Zain Stender, his table. That's the Oren HaKadosh of the Teresh HaBalper, Bechol Mokem Shehu. And therefore you're getting the Oren HaKadosh. And that's perhaps what the Marsha means. There's no base HaMikdash today. And by when he say to Rabbim, there's no Lishchus HaGozis. But where Halacha Lamaisi is learned, Everywhere that Allah Lamais is learned. That's the Lishkas Hagazis. And that's what the Gemara means. Yaim Shekhara Beis Hamigdash, Enola Kodesh Barhu, Boy Lamai, La Daladamish Allah Bilvod. And because there is nothing more Chavi to the Rebunishlam than Al Imad Allah Lamaisa, we can only imagine. The enduring schus of the Chofetz Chaim Zechutzadik Levrocha, because he made he made Arachaim accessible to the masses. You've learned you've learned the Chalokim of Shulchan Aruch, you've learned Yeradeya, you've learned Chaysh and Mishpat. Maybe do you know how hard it is? How hard it is to figure it out? After Matzach on a Shach on a Taz, it's. Orachayim is different. Not because it's easier, but because the Mishnah Bura made it open to everybody. And on the other Chalachim Shulchan there is no Mishnah Bura. And for that we suffer. If I may be so bold to say, I think that the most important Chibur in the last hundred years is the Mishnah Bura. If you want to argue with that, you can speak to me afterwards. It's not the most important, it's from the top three. Because he opened up Arachayim to Yerayid. And it wasn't easy. The Chafetz Chaim had many people working on the Mishtabura. He even had readers. The Chafetz Chaim, after he wrote the Mishnah would have people sit there and read back the Mishnah to him so he could, he could, he could spear, he could distinguish if it's clear or if it's not clear. Sometimes you write something down, but you don't know how it's going to be read, how it's going to be hit, heard. So the Chafetz Chaim had people who sat there, read back the Mishnah to him so that he would know that this would be easy for people to understand. Some of the uh, presentation that Rabbi Friend, Rabbi Yisachar Friend, made this past Matzah Shabbos, this past Saturday night in the United Kingdom at the Deershu World Seum that took place there uh, at their convention over this past weekend. Okay, what do you want to go, some music? Okay, we're going to go to stand back in our studio with some music, and then we're going to reconnect from Israel live, and more coming up from Tel Aviv. You want me to play music as well, okay, and then more coming up from Tel Aviv here at JM in the AM. Uh, you're listening to our presentation from the Dirshu World Seum, which is taking place in Tel Aviv uh, tonight here at JM in the AM.
on the original Deer Shoes CD here at JM and the AM. I'm told that our video is now up at NahumSiegel.com and a special thank you to Dennis here at the uh, at the uh, arena at the Menorah Miftachim Arena in Tel Aviv because he made sure that now our connection is as strong as ever. So a big thank you to him and a big thank you to Josh Melman at Travel Cell. We are now connected uh, as strong as can be. And you can watch the video at NahumSiegel.com. We're live right now on a Tuesday. You can watch the video at NahumSiegel.com. Yitzchak Saffles is with me. We just heard from Rabbi Fran. That was in the United Kingdom. We're going to go to Diane Abrams, who spoke in South Africa. You were in South Africa for the Deer Shoe World Seam event that took place there. That was what night again? That was Wednesday, Wednesday right? Wednesday, March Wednesday. 18th, yeah. And what was that like? I mean, we, we, we get a, a certain type of feel about what Jews in Paris and in the United Kingdom are going through. Tense situations both, you know, a little bit different, but both very tense situations. What's happening with the Jewish community in South Africa? Well, it's interesting. Rev. David, uh, first of all, of course, I thank him for everything and for allowing me to play a small role in getting the word out about the amazing programs of Dershu. But he said, Yitzhak, for South Africa, you don't have to come along. Oh, so you weren't there. <laughs> so, no. So <laughs> I, I, I went straight from America to England. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm already I'm, completely <laughs> You're doing so many CM, I'm confused who's where. <laughs> the South African CM was very, very special because the community there, and in fact, soon we'll hear from Diane Abrams, right. where he talks about the community and, and he even he has a very interesting line. He says, people sometimes knock it because 90% are Bali Chuva. And he talked about how beautiful and how precious that is. These Bali Chuva Tzadikim, look where they came from, look how great. And yet Dershu's goal is to now take us, take them to the next level. Right. Learn with accountability. So it was a very, very special evening. In fact, a special shout out to Rabbi Tabak who ran that one, really ran a very, very beautiful how many, program. I'm sure people are curious in this audience, how many people come to an event like that in South Africa? So a different one, the South African event I believe was around 750, if I recall correctly. Um, England, England. now by the way, England does not have these, uh, these type of events. Right, they're not it's known for It's very right. rare. And that's why the event itself, which had 500 people for Shabbos, right. and then... 500 additional people coming on a mitzvah and late. You know, England runs late. Yeah. <laughs> Shabbos is over at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> the event started. In fact, there was a uh, part of the part that was, uh, we didn't have a chance to play from Rabbi Friend. He, uh, Rabbi Friend said to Rabbi Hofstadter, he says, do you think I'm going to get to speak before 1 a.m.? <laughs> so Rabbi Hofstadter said, yeah, American time. <laughs> <laughs> not England time. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was, so the event in South Africa was a very, very special event. It was a tremendous amount of chizuk, 
and they say that a lot of Dafi Yemi Bahalocha programs are going to be uh, are going to begin with this new machzor, the second cycle. Pretty amazing. We're here in Tel Aviv. Both Jerusalem and Tel Aviv have the Dirshu World CM celebrations tonight. It's happening tonight. We are here in the arena. These are the words of Diane Abrams, which were uh, recorded in that South African presentation back on the 18th of March. Here's what he has to say about the Dirshu World CM, and you're listening to JM in the AM. Yisrael didn't just hear, he listened. He heard and he listened. We can hear and we can turn over, knock the alarm clock and go back to sleep. Vayishma, are we listening? Can we afford not to listen? You know, we have the great privilege of being here in the summer. Our summer, your winter. I'll swap our summer for your winter anyway. <laughs> and I heard repeatedly the problem of South African Jewry. The problem. The problem is that over 90% of the observant community are Bali Jew. Problem? Problem? Problem that I stand in a community of such sadiqim? Do you know how envious we are in the world of what you're doing, what you are doing, what you've done, and what you're continuing to do? Problem that 90% plus are families who become inspired to take on to a greater degree than their parents. Is that a problem? Do you know what a privilege you have? Do you know how great you are? Do you know what an incredible community you'll see that's around the world? A community who listens? Problem? Shabbos project from your chief rabbi? A problem? The biggest broker of the last year, Anglo Jewry, the world Jewry, the Shabbos project in the world. That's what you're doing when you listen. You have that unique achtus, that unique unity, that unique sense of belonging because you have a shared covered hatayra, or perhaps more correctly, covered hatayra, as you say. But it's because of the wonderful legacy of Ritter, or Russia, or wherever. What you preserved is an incredible sense of respect for Torah and its scholars, irrespective of the particular level of observance. You've kept your love of and respect for and admiration for Torah and learning at a level which unites your community, which brings 6,000 people to a Sinai in Dava and guarantees the glorious revival of this beautiful community. Because you have that Kvayla Torah, which is the magic of your Achtas. I have my dear, dear friend, Rabido and Fox here. We know what Australia was like, and we know divisions in communities. It's a wonderful community as well, Australia. I don't mean to say specifically there. But there are all sorts of divides. Svar, Ashkenaz, Chassidish, Non-Chassidish, Lubavitch, Mizrachi, every Hebrew has their own label. One chief rabbi, one based in one sense of community. Because of one sense of shared identity through Kovod You are a community of Islam. But that's your challenge. As you heard from Rabbi Hofstetter as well. I should have spoken before him. Simple challenge, Rabbi Isai. 
Think about the glory of the scholarship of the Chovetz Chaim, of Reb Chaim, of Kelm Kletzlabotke Mir, of Malat, of Bialystok. Think about all the names your grandparents and great grandparents rattled off. And think about the legacy of grandparents waiting to be taken by their grandchildren and great grandchildren. Grab it because it's your legacy, it's your heritage. Your Kvayda your respect, your love, and your preservation of that respect through generations where they were challenged and they not have been able to be so observant, as you heard from Ekosovsky. Communities which were far flung and lost that ability at times to practice. But that Kvayda that love of Torah, that love of Torah scholarship never departed. It's your legacy. Mishnabura belongs here more than anywhere else because it's your grandparents and great-grandparents in Lita, in Ruslan, to have that mysterious nefesh love of Torah which is serving to this community. Listen, take it, seize it. I'm not talking about the World Cup. Seize it, this is your time. And build your future with it. That's the challenge of Aishma, of your listening. If you've been the great community you've had, you've made yourselves, and the challenge you've created for yourselves in how you go to the next step of becoming a model community of scholars, of people who know what they do, why they do it, and how. Because their Kvayda Torah, their honor of Torah, has led them to love Torah and inculcate their lives, your lives, and your children's lives with Torah. And I'm not talking about any of those, but I know growing numbers among this community. We're fortunate to learn in wonderful schools in yeshivas, Kodalim, here and abroad. I'm talking about the fathers and parents, lovely programs for women as well, to learn halacha, who may not have been blessed with the same education. Don't lead and live your lives through your children. Lead and live it through yourselves. You take on these programs and these projects and you'll see how you'll grow and how you'll be infused in your mitzvahs. Let me tell you a short nice, if I may, a short story. That's where I better. I think you'll agree that this is the true story about listening. There was a young man from the Midwest in America, a Gentile background, his parents had come from Europe, and they moved to the Midwest, Christian, mildly so, but Christian all the same. And he had a winter, December break, he went to the Big Apple to New York. He wanted to visit various areas after seeing the sights and the fact that time the World Trade Center was still standing at past eight. One of the sights he was told was to see Williamsburg and the Hasidim. And he got in the train, into a train, I'm told in Manhattan. And as the doors closed, he suddenly had a panic attack. Sitting opposite him was a living, breathing, moving Hasidic specimen. And he sure didn't know what to do. Baruch Hashem, this fellow had some sake, thank God he had a bit of understanding, and he broke the ice, maybe the thick level of fear, started talking, because he engaged in a conversation. What brings you here? Up in the Midwest, why are you coming? I want to see some of the Hasidim. He says, Where are you from? It's the Midwest, what's your name? And he gave him a name. And he said, Are you a Christian? Are you? He said, I know people in the, my community in Williamsburg and Sutton with the same name. No, 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 it can't be. He says, you know, I think you may have a Poland. Where in Poland? No, no, it's all right, it's all right. He says, you may be Jewish, 
No, no, it's all right. He said, do me a favor. If ever you want to check it out, go to Yeshiva and check it out. He took out a card, and he wrote down his name. He wrote down Yeshiva, he put Ar Sameach, and a couple of other Yeshivas, and he gave it to the fellow. The fellow slid into his jeans, jumped off on the next stop, went straight back into the Yeshiva, any closer to Williamsburg at all. Six months later, he did a tour of the Middle East with the Jordan, Selah Dom, Dead Sea, Red Sea, Eilat, find himself with a Ketel, the wall, people swaying at the wall, he puts on a kippah, starts swaying at the wall. The fellow comes up to him, Rebbe Shuster, and says, you want to go to Yeshiva? Oh, never heard that before. Apparently he's wearing the same pair of jeans six months later. So he puts hand in his pocket, and he goes, or snake, or he said, Arsameh. He didn't ask him for some reason, probably looked Jewish. He took him to Arsameh. And this guy walked in. Can we help you? He said, I learned a bit about Judaism. I told the Yeshiva. He said, Actually, somebody gave me this card, so I should check that I am Jewish. They cast a lot, so as things transpired a few days later, they did their research, found out, sure enough, he's Jewish, Jewish, Jews can be. His grandparents were Jewish. The shaker they came from, his mother was Jewish. His father's probably also Jewish. Both sides. And he's an Arsameh. A few days later, our new Jew pulls up his old Christian dad. He called out from Esamer. He said, Hi, dad. He said, Where are you, Where are you, son? I'm in Jerusalem. Where? I'm in Yeshiva. What are you doing there? He said, Dad, why didn't you tell us? He said, Son, get out and stand the phone down. He called a couple of days later, being in Yeshiva still. He was learning Hebrew reading and a bit about the basics of faith. His father, having calmed down somewhat, says, Son, you're making the mistake of your life. Mum and I are both survivors, the children of survivors as little kids. And we came to America and we met and we decided determined to make sure that our children would never go through anything remotely like that. So we blended into our community and we brought you up as part of the community in America. Come back and save your life. Sorry, Dad, I'm not coming back until I've learned more about my Judaism. My boy said, please listen to this. Two weeks later, a package came to the Yeshiva, addressed to this young man. And he opens the package and he sent from his father. Unwraps it and finds an old brown book in it, written in Hebrew. He wasn't adept enough for reading Hebrew, he took it to the rabbi. Rosh Hashiva opens it, sees the covering letter that his father had sent, opens to the Shara Balat, or the introductory page, which contains information about the nature of the book, <coughs> and promptly bursts into tears. He says, Rabbi, why are you crying? He said, I'll translate for you, my friend, what this book says. This book was written by your great-grandfather, so your father says. It was the only vestige of Judaism which he kept as part of an inheritance in the family. And this is what the introductory page says. I write this book in Russia. This Sefer. Not because I'm the biggest Hamid Chochom. Not because I'm the most learned scholar. And not because the world necessarily needs this book or this Sefer. But I see the Ruchay Sazman, I see the winds of change. I'm worried about my children, what Judaism they will have. I'm worried whether my grandchildren will want to be Jewish. 
and I'm worried that my nimin, my great grandchildren, may not even know they're Jewish. So I'm writing this same for that if in any time in the future. My lineage has a doubt about their Jewish origins. They should know they had a sabo, a grandfather or great-grandfather who loved Torah and loved Torah and this is your heritage. Rabbi Sayyid Zaydis and Elta Zaydis. Elta Elta Zaydis. The generations of the past in litter. And those who saw children come here or go to America and lose out that Messiah of what worries they had. If we listen, this will be the consolidation, the confirmation of that voyage of despair being turned into the greatest journey of hope, growth, and greatness for Kali Israel. If you listen to the calls and say this, waiting for us, all of us, to take the inheritance back and give it through our lives to our children. We have no excuses. Once again, we have a God, Rabbi Hoshayta, his wife, and all those who are behind him, have given us this opportunity. And we merit to take that opportunity with two hands, to listen. Commit ourselves, half an hour a day, 25 minutes a day. And those who find it difficult in Hebrew, they'll be Magilishio. And use the tremendous message that this community sends out around the world to be the model of a growing community, growing in Torah, growing in connecting the future to the glories and wonders of the past. If you do, I have no doubt. I have no doubt at all that you will be the community which leads the rest of the world to welcome Mashiach back when the Zaydis and Bobas in heaven will rejoice that the children have been safely escorted back to Yerushalayim and the base Hamidah shall be rebuilt with the glow of Torah emanating from that menorah when every boy and girl will be not only clear and proud will delight in that heritage will be united with Hashem in true peace Yerushalayim Habneum V'yaskoyl Tzedek Yomheiro V'yomeyu Good morning there you go. Sorry about that. I want to thank um, uh, Diane Abrams, and I really want to thank ZK, who just caught that for a moment. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmdam.org. Here with Yitzchak Saflis, we're live in Tel Aviv as we broadcast from the uh, Deershoe World Seal, and this is where the event's going to be happening tonight. You'll hear the actual event uh, on our radio show tomorrow morning as we have this two-day celebration going on on JM and the AM. And um, uh, plenty more coming up. As you mentioned, uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Saflis, Rabbi David Hofstadter is the Nussi. He is the head. Yes. He is the founder and head of the entire Deershoe organization. He had an opportunity to address uh, the Deershoe World Seum Tour back in the United Kingdom. That's correct. He spoke uh, Moitzah Shabbos. At that, uh, it was a gala Malava Malka. They had uh, it was a one-piece band, but with with a uh, with five singers and a lead singer. It was uh, very very uplifting the entire the entire program. Of course, Rav David Hofstadter spoke. Rav Fran spoke. Diane Abrams actually spoke a little bit there as well. 
even though he spoke in South Africa because he lives in England. So he came. He was so he gave inspired. him a double workload. I see. Yeah, he came. He came. He was just so inspired by what's going. He said, "I had to join you again." All right. Here are the words of David Hofstetter from that appearance in the United Kingdom. Yeah, and if I could share, sure. he, he, I'm sorry, he, he even discussed something that, that was like very near and dear to him, which is why, what motivates David Hofstetter? Look what he's doing for Klai Yisrael. What motivates him? And he actually shared that in, in this uh, presentation. Here it is. We'll, uh, we'll hopefully get the entire uh, segment in in this segment here at JM in the AM, and then more coming up, of course, on a Tuesday morning broadcast. All right, David Hofstadter, the founder of Deershoe at JM in the AM. Shoes. <laughs> Aruchnis de Geshavis, Gehiben de Shavis, and can verstehen the Werther von der Heilige or Chaim Akodesh or Zogt. As Shavis is nicht nur a yoim menucha, menucha is a nefesh, menucha is a goof. Shavis is nicht nur the Mekor Abrocha, but Shavis is the Mekor Achaim. The Mekor from the Chius from the Ganze Welt. The world could not exist without Shabbos. The Kayach and the Bria would only take us until a Shabbos. Without a Shabbos to rejuvenate the Welt, to bring new Kayachs into the Welt, the world would not be able to exist. And with Kayach from Azar Shabbos, and Azoivi, the Rebbe Shlit had gesagt, the Kayach from Asiyum. We should draw from this Kayach to start fresh, start new, a new Machser, a new Limud in Mishtabrura, Boruch Asher Yakim as Divra Torah Azais, to raise up the banner of the Torah, the Kavadah Torah, to start a new Machser, a new Machser in Anaya Dafayami. And Andra Dafayami, Anaya Dafayami, and Klal Yisrael. Adafayami Bahaloch and Klal Yisrael. And after with this Kayach, we can have the Chokhmah and the Bina, the Das, to try to understand some of the events that are taking place in the world around us that are swirling around in the world in the last Kufa, Rahman al-Islan, the Tzoros, the Ribuy and Sinas Yisrael in the last Kufa, to try to understand, to try to understand with Chachma, with introspection and sensitivity, what the Rabbeinu Shalaylam is asking from us, Avada, it's a time of Tzila, 
So come to us, nor their man, as uns zenin in Golos and Medarb Davenin, if the Gulish Shlema, and be us a Mashiach. Or their Efsher Likdo, Nochatifa Mashmois. In the Parsha and Parsha Shaftim, when Klal Yisrael was going out to Melchama, the Torah says, Al Yarech Levavchem Valtartsum Ipneihem. Don't fear your enemies. The first thing is to know is not to fear, not that pachat. The Rebbeinu Shalom is with us. The Rebbeinu Shalom protects us. So when Klal Yisrael goes out to Melchom and it's an eighth Zora, they have to remember always that the Rebbeinu Shalom is with us. But the Ramban says, the Ramban, Shtetin Ramban is Nachdu, Anacha Mashmois from the Pasuk. The Pasuk is teaching us something else, that the Rebbeinu Shalom is with us. And then we go out to Milchama, we have to know that it's not Whatever Ishtadlis is, it's the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. The time when it is a time of Milchama and an Eistara, it's a time when the Rebbeinu Shalom draws, draws us close. We become closer to the Rebbeinu Shalom, but it's upon us to be aware of that and always to keep that in mind. In Shnas Tafresh Peiches was a year where there were calamities in Klal Yisrael and in the Gansavelt. There were natural disasters, earthquakes, fires, etc. And the Chavetz Chaim Zatzal's Chusa Yogin Aleinu wrote an Igeres, an Ervium Kippur, a famous Igeres, where he wrote and he asked the question. How are we to interpret these events in Art Kufa when there's no Nevi'im, when we don't have the Nevi'im to tell us what the Ratzon Hashem is? We don't have a Yermiyoh and Novi to carry the Dvar Hashem. So how do we interpret these events around us? So the Chavetz Chaim said, Ma'atan nirdam, lamatem yeshenim, why are you shlofing? Why are you sleeping? Do you know who... Do you know who are the Nevi'im in Art Kufa? you know who are the Shluchei Durachmona in Art Kufa? The Pasuk in Tilim says, Oysa Malach Avruch has Mishors of Eish the winds, the fire. They are the Shluchim of the Rabbeinu Shalaylam to tell us, to teach us to do tshuva. And it would be very convenient and very easy to attribute the calamities only to those who are not Shemir Teir Mitzvahs. It would be very easy to say, and those who are the, the ones who are nilchem against Teirah, who fight against Teirah, and attribute the, all the problems in Klal Yisrael to them. That would be very convenient and very easy. But my river Abaisai, the Rabbi Nishalaylam sends messages. In the Tkufa, when there is no Nevuah, the Rabbi Shalom sends messages with the Ruchais and with the Mayim and the Eish. But Rahman al-Islam, the Eish and the Cherev has come into Afilo the Shayorim Amatsuyonim Bahalocha, even into the Bati Midrashas. So maybe there's something that's a message from the Rabbi Shalom that he's telling us that there's something chaser in our learning, in our Tfilah. The fire, the gunfire has reached even these Mekaymes, even the places 
the fire that has come into the, even to the places where people go and buy food for Shabbos, even to the houses, Rahman al-Itzlan. Which we just heard a few hours ago, the houses of Shemesh Shabbos. From food that's being prepared for Shabbos. And maybe there's a message that there's something lacking in our Shmiras Halacha, in our Shayorim Amitsuyonim Bahalacha, in our Shmiras HaShabbos and Shmiras Halacha. Maybe our Limunatayr, there's something missing there. If there's an Aish, if there's a fire from Sinai, Yisrael Rahman al Islam, maybe it's a response to a fire. To a fire of Sinas Yisrael, of Sinas Chinam. Maybe there's something lacking in our Avas Yisrael. Maybe we have to be Mazars ourselves, to strengthen ourselves, to learn the halachas of Loshan Hara and Sinas Chinam, and to foster Avas Chinam and Klal Yisrael. As I said, I said, in our time, the Ruach Ro from Sinus Yisrael, the Shrekliche Fire from the Reitzchem in the Shvera, Parsingoni, by the ganze Welt, they send in the Shluchem from Rebbeinu Shalom. And to our Zayn and their Manen to Tshuvetzon, say jeder einer for sich allein, say gadet ganz klar Yisrael, sich mit Skarif, Zayn to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, who's davik boi v'sai Perhaps there's a message. That we have to strengthen our Torah to bring it lemaisa, to know what the Rebbeinu Shalom wants from us, to learn Torah with a gishmak, but to learn Torah always in mind what is it that the Rebbeinu Shalom is asking from us, to strengthen our avas Yisrael. As was mentioned earlier, we're in the Tkufa before Biyas Hamashiach and Achras Hayomim. It's a special Tkufa right now. It says, Chaydish Nisan, the Chaydish of Geula. It's Nasa Shmita. Matsoi Shvi is Ben David Bo. Chavetz Chaim wrote in a letter in Tofresh Tzadi Aleph that Shnasa Shmita safe Shnas Shmita is the man of Yisairis. When there's Yisairis from Almala, that if Klal Yisrael would be Chayzer B'Tshuva and be Miskarab to the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. Then even if they're not on the Madrega, or they'd be Roy for Beyaz HaMashiach, they'd be Zeichet to the Geula. And everybody for years have been asking, when will the Geula come? When will Mashiach come? But my Rabbi say, I think I know when Mashiach will come. I know because it was told to me by one of the greatest Gedolim in Klal Yisrael. The Pasuk in the Tzavim says, V'shavta ad Hashem lekecha v'shamata bekoyla k'chol asher anoichim yitzavcha yoyim atu v'necha v'chol levavcha v'chol nafshecha. Zog the Ramban, that the Geula will come. That the Geula will come when Klal Yisrael takes upon themselves to accept the mitzvahs of Hashem, 
to take upon themselves when they accepted the mitzvahs of Hashem just like they did at the time of Ezra, at the time of Nehemiah, by Golos Bavel, and they were makabal on themselves all mitzvahs, and they were zaycha to the gula. Now we know that there were vast, vast sections of Klal Yisrael did that did not come up and were not oila with Ezra Teretz Yisrael. Great, vast portions of Klal Yisrael did not come. So the meaning is, is that those who were faithful to Hashem, but they, did, they took upon themselves the Ola Torah, that that chavra, that group, that kehillah of those who were oila, but they took upon themselves to be choril advar Hashem, to be makabla themselves, the Ola mitzvahs, and with a kabola to know, to want to know, to learn, to be makayim, the Ratzon Hashem, they were zeichet to the geula. And therefore, the primary responsibility is on the lame day atayr. The lame day atayr, those who are charei melvar Hashem, to take upon himself the kiyum ha-mitzvahs of guns, the guns of the kula. with Avas Yisrael and the Kayach, the Kayach of Kabbalah Samitzis through thick and thin has the power to bring a Geula. We can leave this Shabbos and we can leave this Malava Malka with a feeling of Chizik and Isairus, but unless we leave with a feeling of a mission, that the Rabbi Shalom is speaking to us and is telling us, and we take upon ourselves a mission to create a new Dafayemi, to create a Kabbalah of all mitzvahs and Klal Yisrael, of Avas, Chinam, and Klal Yisrael, then we are missing our calling. Vayikra, we learned Vayikra with the small Aleph, the Aleph Zira. We all know the Balaturim and many pshatim that were said. Just add one more pshat in Vayikra. We also lane in Chaydish Nisan, we lane about the Chanukah Samizbeach, the Nesim. The Mishkan was built by Betzalel. The Pasuk says, Ru Karasi B'Shem, Betzalel Ben Urban, Ben Uri Ben Chur Lamata Yehuda. Karasi B'Shem, I called him. Rav Moshe Zatzal asked Akasha, where do we see that there was a Kriya? Where do we see that there was a Kriya to B'Tzalel? We never see that in the Pasuk. Ayin Sham and Rav Moshe. But actually we can say the Pshad is, is that every Yid has a calling. And his Neshama knows what the calling is. And Moshe Rabbeinu Vayikra, Moshe Rabbeinu was called by the Rabbeinu Shalom. It was a calling that he had. It was a love. Only he heard it. No one else heard the voice. Only he heard that sound. And it was a resounding, thunderous sound. But only Moshe Rabbeinu heard it. But it's written with a small aleph. Because every person has the Bechira not to hear that voice. Every person has the Bechira and the Nisoyan. There is a sound, a powerful, resounding voice that's calling out to each and one, each and every one to fulfill his tafkin, 
but he has the Bechira and he has the Nisoyan and it's written with a small Aleph, it could be Kol Hashem and it's speaking to you and only you and you can ignore it and as if it doesn't say Vayikra but Vayakir. But if you have the Rotzer, the overwhelming desire to fulfill the Rotzer and Hashem, then you'll hear the voice and you'll fulfill your tafkid and your mission. I just want to be Messiah with a Meister Shehoya that demonstrates hearing a calling, that demonstrates the power of Kabbalah's mitzvahs to bring a Yeshua and a Geula, and explains why I'm here and the reason I'm able to be here tonight. The world at large is bemerking that it's 70 years from the liberation from the Holocaust. And both my parents, my in-laws, are sheriffs of plates of Holocaust survivors. And around this time, shortly after Pesach, 70 years ago, my mother, Lashon, was liberated. She was taken as a young girl, 16 years old, torn from her family and sent to Auschwitz, packed on a train, a cattle car, sent to Auschwitz. And from there, she endured the selection process and was taken to a labor camp in Allendorf, where they worked back-breaking Avedis Parach, sustaining themselves with a little piece of bread and what they called soup. And somehow, 70 years ago, right around this Kufa, they became aware in the camp that Pesach was coming. And they had the Pachad. Pesach is coming, and all they have is a little bit of bread. And if they don't eat that bread, they'll starve. But how can you possibly eat chametz on Pesach? So my mother, Allah Shalom, with her cousin decided that no matter what, they were not going to eat chametz on Pesach. But they couldn't refuse to eat it either, because if they didn't eat it, the Nazi guards, the Yimach Shalom, would beat them mercilessly. So they hid the chametz. They hid it, they put it away, so they wouldn't see it, they wouldn't eat it, and no one else would see it either. And somehow they managed, they survived through Pesach. Shortly after Pesach, the Allied bombers flew overhead and the camp was evacuated. And they began to march west on the infamous Death March. The Death March where many collapsed and died from hunger, deprivation, starvation, and they died on the roads. And as they were being marched west to Niedergrinsbach, the Allied planes were flying overhead. And as they got close, suddenly they looked around and the guards had disappeared. And they were all alone. And they were, so to speak, free. But at that point, my mother had no more kayach. She was at the last of her strength. 
and they took her to a farmhouse where she stayed there for several weeks till she recuperated and eventually got her strength back. She was at the very end, and if she had been one more day, then she would not have survived. But what allowed her and helped her to get to that end, to that last day, that fateful day, was on the evacuation of the camp in Allendorf. She had the presence of mind to look for that chometz that she hid before Pesach, and she found it, and she took it with her, and that's what saved her and sustained her on that death march. The Messir Snefesh for Kiyama Mitzvah brought her the Yeshua and Geula. That's the Kayach of Shmiras HaMitzvah. And my Rabbi say, if a 16-year-old girl taken to Auschwitz, starving, can hear that voice, that Vayikra, that this is her mission, that right now this is the most important thing for her to do, this is her calling, and refuse to eat chometz on Pesach. And that brought the Geula and the Yeshua for her. And that's why I'm here tonight. I think each and every one of us has the capability, has the ability and the wherewithal to hear that calling, to hear that Vayikra, and to take it upon themselves to fulfill the Ratzon of the Rebbeinu Shalala. Let us all now join together, join together to build a new Dafayami in Klal Yisrael, that Klal Yisrael is thirsting for, a new Dafayami, a Dafayami of Liman Halacha, Shmiras Halacha, of Avas Yisrael, of Lima, the Halachas of Loshan Hara, and Avas Yisrael, and Avas Chinam, to join together Kish Echad, Belev Echad, to raise up a banner of a new Dafayami in Klal Yisrael, a shmir for Klal Yisrael that will bring Geula and Yeshua to each and every one of us, Beprat and Klal Yisrael as a whole, to Gans Klal Yisrael. We should overturn the tide of Sina to Ava and bring Yeshua's and Geula's and Rafuas. And we should be Zoycha to take a welcome in the Bias Goyal of Tui Hashem Yeshua and Vod Sin Berina. The Simchas Oilam Al Roisham Sosan, the Simcha Yasigu, the Nasu. Yogan van Omi. The words of Rabbi David Hofstadter, that is the uh, presentation he made in the United Kingdom during the uh, uh, World Seum uh, Convention in the United Kingdom this past Shabbos, this past Mota Shabbos, obviously, that was recorded. We're here at the Dershu World Seum uh, celebration at Yad Eliyahu Stadium in Tel Aviv. It's all going to be happening right behind us just hours from now, and of course, happening in Yerushalayim at Binyanei Haoma as well. Only JM and the AM can go from Rabbi Hofstadter's words to our Yeshiva League sports update. We'll be back with Rabbi Goldwasser and then a special guest in our makeshift studio in Yadaliao coming up. First, our Yeshiva League sports update on a Tuesday 
Here is Elliot Weiselberg. Thanks, Nachum. The 2014-2015 basketball season has come to its conclusion, which means that we only have one thing left to talk about. The granddaddy of them all, the Bernard Red Saracek Tournament. We have all the action from Championship Monday, straight ahead on the final Yeshiva League Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The 24th annual Red Saracek Tournament took place this past weekend, presented in its usual fanfare at the Max Turner Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University. 20 teams gathered from around the nation to participate, including five from our very own backyard. The Yeshiva League was represented by Hafter, DRS, and Frisch, the top three seeds in order, Hillel seeded ninth, and MTA starting out play in the 15 slot. For five days, the teams did battle with the likes of Chicago's Ida Crown, Boca's Weinbaum, and the defending champion Panthers of Eula. When filling out your Sarajek Madness brackets, the Tier 1 semifinal on Sunday pitted the four teams that you probably would have expected to be there, our top three Yeshiva League teams, and Eula, with Yeshiva League champion Hafter drawing the California kids, and a rematch of one half of the semifinal matchups in the Yeshiva League playoffs, DRS and Frisch. In the early game, Frisch avenged their semifinal upset from two weeks ago, behind the play of Tyler Hode leading the team with 11 points, and despite the double-double effort of DRS's Gabriel Leifer, who posted 17 points and 14 rebounds. In the other semifinal, Hafter rode his triumvirate of A.B. Perlow, Max Rosner, and Jonathan Greenberg to a 51-37 victory. The three players alone tallied 39 points for the Hawks in the win. This set up a Championship Monday matchup between the two teams that most everyone expected to square off eight days earlier, the top two rated teams for most of the year, the Frisch Cougars and the Hafter Hawks. From the outset, the capacity crowd knew that they were in for a thriller, but what transpired was probably much more than they bargained for. For much of the afternoon, the Cougars gave the Hawks fits, but Hafter was able to keep the game within range. However, the league champions found themselves down six with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. But two clutch free throws from Sammy Mandel erased the Frisch lead to tie the game. Frisch would keep possession for the rest of the quarter, but would not convert, sending the game to overtime. For three of what will be some of the most debated overtimes over the next few months, Frisch played possession ball, milking the clock from the opening tip to almost the buzzer, doing exactly that for the entire four minutes of the second overtime, on which Frisch could not capitalize either. In the third extra session, however, the ball game resumed, and with just over a minute to go, the game was tied at 73 apiece. Frisch once again held for a final possession and set up isolation for Benny Tuckman to go one-on-one with Hafter big man A.B. Perlow. Tuckman drove the lane as the clock wound down and laid in the game-winning bucket to give Frisch its first Tier 1 Saracek championship. Tuckman was one of four Frisch players to finish in double digits, with Tyler Hode, the tournament MVP, leading the way with 18. Perlau was the high scorer for Hafter, and the game dropping 26 points to accompany 14 rebounds. In other action, Ida Crown took home the Tier 2 championship, defeating Hillel 49-39, Weinbaum at last in Maimonides 50-45 for the Tier 3 crown, and the 20th-seeded Akiva Day School from Michigan came back to upset host MTA in the Tier 4 title game 55-53. For more information on all Saracek action, 
Tune in this coming week for the latest edition of the Court Report. Unfortunately, due to the very hectic and compact nature of the Sarachek schedule, and combined with the fact that my focus has been on preparation for the upcoming middle school hockey championship game that my team, the Hartora Hattricks, will be participating in this coming Thursday night in North Shore, there will be no new Court Report tonight. I apologize to all of the dedicated listeners of the show and promise that you will not be disappointed when the show airs next week. With Sarachek's conclusion, that brings us to the close of the 2014-2015 regular season, and with it, the close of our regular weekly Tuesday morning segment. We will likely have some special segments following the All-Star events coming up over the next few weeks, and in the weeks surrounding the 10th annual Martin Weiselberg Memorial Hockey Tournament, but for now, our spot has drawn to a close. I'd like to thank Nachum for the opportunity to present this report each and every week for the last three seasons. But more importantly, I would like to thank all the fans, coaches, parents, and especially the participants of the Yeshiva League for taking center stage and putting on a show worthy of discussion. To all of our graduating seniors, thank you for sharing your four years with us, and we wish you the best in whatever your futures hold. For everyone else, the 2015-2016 season is right around the corner, and I can't wait to see what's in store. So, for the final time of the 2014-2015 season, that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Elliot, I give you a lot of credit. A lot of people out there enjoyed your reports as they do every single season. It's a big boost for us every Tuesday at JM in the AM, and it's much appreciated. Special guests coming up as we broadcast live on a Tuesday from the site of the Deershoe World Seum happening in, uh, in um, Tel Aviv tonight. Actually, Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim. We're at Yad Eliyahu, right behind us. They are preparing the arena for the big Torah celebration this evening. First, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masar of Zebin of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Abai once said, May I be rewarded for that, that when I saw a student that completed his tractate, I made a festive day for all of the scholars. The question is asked in the Sefer Orisa. Why was Abai particularly happy about the siyum of one of his Talmidim? He had already learned Kola Torah Kula, the entire Torah, its length and its breadth. The siyum that the Talmud made was only on one Mesechda, one tractate. Why doesn't it say that Abai was happy with his own personal siyum and made a Yom Tov then? It is apparent that the simcha one experiences for a student or for another person has to be even greater than our own personal simcha in regard to our own personal accomplishments. When we're concerned about the people around us, when we are concerned about the hatzloch of the people in our community, then the simcha is much greater than our personal one. Concerning Torah learning, we find the fascinating Tana Develio. It states... Ein Yisrael Nigalin, the Jewish people will not be redeemed, not from trouble, not because of servitude, nor because we have to travel from place to place, not because of poverty, and not because they have no sustenance. Ela only because of ten people, that sit next to each other, and each of them sits and they learn together with their friends, and their voice is heard. Rabbi Yeshaya Rosenberg once told over 
that during the Second World War, he was with a group of Yidin who were on the run. They feared for their very lives at any moment. As they passed through a village, they were desperate for food. They noticed a garbage can, and they began to search through it for any morsel or scrap of food. To their great surprise, they discovered a page of the Talmud, something they hadn't seen for years, part of a daf from Meseches Shabbos. They saw the words, Tzion b'mishpotipode, Tzion will be redeemed through justice, and they began to sing and rejoice. They understood this to be a direct sign from heaven that ultimately they would be liberated. The Rochavarov tucked the page into his clothing. The small group studied that single page of Talmud over and over again. Indeed, in Mikra Ba'ama, there is no coincidence, it was a sign, and those who had discovered the page emerged from the gates of us and survived the Holocaust. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. I wonder if Rabbi Nachman Seltzer remembers this selection. Does this sound familiar to you, sir? A little familiar. A little bit familiar? That's, of course, a piece of the... Uh, let me stop it for a moment. A piece of the Shira Chadasha Boys Choir is one of the things that Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is, is responsible for. You read a lot of articles that he writes. You read novels that he writes. How many total things have you authored? We have 20 books out right now. You've authored 20 books? 20 books are published. We're in the process of a few more right now. The most yeah. recent would be? The most recent would be Inside Their Homes, published by Art Scroll, written in conjunction with a friend of mine, Rabbi Binyamin. We keep his last name anonymous. Rabbi Binyamin. But uh, the idea is that he was close to many, many Gedolim, and the book is Inside Their Homes, his personal experiences encounters and encounters with the Gedolim in, in America. Quote, private lives. Right? In America, Eretz Yisrael, some are right. famous, some are not famous. Gedolim of Yushalayim, Gedolim of America. Very interesting book, Baruch Hashem. People How long really did like that it. come out? That just came out a few months ago. Very nice. Hanukkah. So if you look at the list of books you're responsible for, it would be a long one. People could search, and I'm sure they could yeah. find it. Halavai Vaita, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Uh, you were there at the uh, Deer Shoe celebration that happened in Paris, France, and we uh, emphasized that as many... As much as all these siyumim are unbelievable, and every one of them has their own character, their own personality, you know how it is. What goes on in America is not the same. What goes on in Great Britain, etc., etc. Uh, Paris must have been a really unique experience because of everything that the Parisian Jews and French Jews in general have been going through and are going through at this time. Would you say that that really did, that whole theme seeped into the celebration that was going on in Paris? Yes, for sure, definitely. Um, so let's see. I've been. I've covered many of the events uh, right. with conjunction with Rabbi Yitzchak over here and Bottom Line Marketing. We we've done you know a few different uh, things together. And being in France was was something tremendous. I'll tell you why. So I'll give you an example. We go in the middle. Sorry, but Pesach Kron started the office. He was he spoke first. Right there was a, a gathering of French Rabbanim upstairs, and he was speaking. And the the crowd is even though he's speaking in again he's speaking in Hebrew. Mostly they speak French. Right. But the, Rabbi Kron doesn't need to speak. <laughs> He can speak in any language, like the Alev, and they understand what he's saying, even they if they need to be for sure. So that right away they kicked off the event to a great start. But in the middle, I mean, we have great speakers. They fly in. You have to, and somebody told me, he says here in France, uh, a Bacha said to me, we never see this type of thing. We never have Mamadim gatherings with Gedolim like this. We don't have it. The closest we ever had to something like this sort of Aaron Leib came to France. 
We never have it. So for us to walk into a room and see a gathering of, you know, countless Gedolim, right. Rabban from France, from Eretz Israel, from America. In the U.S. it happens a lot. In Israel, it obviously, happens it happens a lot. And in Europe, it doesn't does, have that well, same in thing. England, maybe more. Right, but, but not France, as much as the other right. two. So right. for them, it was an incredible thing. So where did it come out? So two things. Rav Shalom Khan comes into the room, and he's, the, he's like Rav Avadil, you know, right after. They are like Noah, Rav Shalom Khan. He spoke very well. He speaks, he connects to people in their language. His humor, and he, used to, he relates stories about Mr. Burat. Great. Another thing. When the music started after the Hajran, <laughs> the place left their seats. They crowd the stage. It's like, this concert, they crowd the VIP, <laughs> we're sitting there writing, and I'm surrounded by these, be- and they come over to me, and they grab my hand, and we're dancing, and the band is going crazy, and it's like, the place is on fire. That's where their emotion came out. Right. You could see what they were really feeling. They were dancing, they were singing so loud, louder than the music, you could right. hear them. How different do you think it would have been if not for what had happened, you know, just a few weeks ago? Like, what, uh, it, was it obvious that that was part of the whole thing, that that was part of the whole release that people were feeling as this was going on? I, I think so. I think so. I mean, for them, again, they don't usually have this, so right. it probably would have been special anyways. Correct. But With all that background. For sure. I mean, here we're talking about people that are afraid. To, you know, people, when I said I'm going to France, everybody's <laughs> reaction was like, are you sure? Is it going to be safe? And I'm like, don't worry. I'm just going from the airport. <laughs> That's funny. I'm telling you, everyone's reaction. No, I'm saying it's funny because you live in Israel. Most people, right? you know, when we say we're going to Israel, oh, you're sure. And my kids are like, Tati, are you sure? Is it okay? I'm like, I'm just going. Can you put on a baseball cap? <laughs> all right. Like you know, but it was really it was it was something special. There's a lot of under you know, there's a lot of emotions bubbling under the surface over there. All right, Nachman Seltzer is here. Um, we talk about Dafyomi and we talk about the whole Deer Shoe program. Tonight will also be the same. I don't know. Should we say similar to what you saw in France, it's or, or, or it's be, different? It's on a much much bigger right. level because when you have ten thousand people filling an arena, right. and when that music starts playing, and everybody's on their feet and they're screaming Takaris Baruch Last time when we were covering this event, Avram Birnbaum and and uh, you know Shimmy Bloom from Mishpacha and from Yatera and we had you know Laban from Williamsburg and we were up on our feet. The journalists forget we, we left our computers and we were like on our feet. We were dancing along with everybody. You couldn't stop the simcha when watching. You know the Belzerebbe was there, Aaron Leibstein was there, the Gedolim of of Eretz Yisrael are there, and the place was just one huge matzah of like simcha and Torah and Islavas. You had to be there to experience. You'll be there tonight. You'll see what I'm talking about. So France, it's it's much more intimate, much more personal. It was, you know, it's coming on on the tail end of what happened over there. Yeah, to give people a perspective, there may have been what a thousand people there, or yeah, somewhere France, around. France, I would say about a thousand two hundred right. people. So which obviously, was a great different. crowd for France. Right. It was great, but here it's going to be ten thousand people, right. and ten thousand people the energy, you know, compounded by ten, you know. Is it obvious? More than 10,000 tonight, together with Binyane Oma. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be. Is it obvious to you already what you're going to be writing about? Because you've just described the whole event to us, hasn't even taken place yet. I mean, is it sort of obvious at this point? It's written already. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But is it obvious to you what the theme will be as you. uh, I'll tell you, last time I covered covered this event, so it was the Sima Shas. Right. And I went to meet. Uh, an Avrech, a younger man in Ramat B'Chemesh Beis. I live in Ramat B'Chemesh Aleph. Yushalmi Yid. And they're part of a kola called Kola Shas Yidin. And this guy is about 24 years old, 25 years old. He knew the whole Shas by heart. And I met him as part of my article. I had a sidebar covering nice. meeting guys who know the whole Torah by heart. And that was something 
that was crazy. So that was something that came up that wasn't part of what I was expecting to and write just about. And so people get it because I want to make sure everyone understands. You're talking about the entire Talmud I'm talking by about heart. the entire Talmud Every by heart. page of the Every Talmud. page with tests, with Chazara. And then on the day of the, that was the Arab Shabbos before the event. Now I come here to the event with the whole team. I walk out, I see this guy, and he introduces me to a bacher standing next to him who's 13. He says, see this boy? He finished us also. 13 years old, finished us also. That was a whole different sidebar. I wasn't, you know, thinking that I was going to write about that, but that came up. So there's always surprises. There's always new directions. With, with Dirshu, Rav David, it is, is always a new thought. It's a chiddush. He brings, he's always bringing chiddushim to the table. It's never just, oh, an event. So there'll be a development, a statement, a comparison, a call to action. Something will happen tonight from the podium that you'll be able to grab onto. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be more than one right. thing. Understood. <laughs> uh, Yitzchak Saflis, we have a recording of what happened in France. As we speak to Rabbi Nachman Seltzer about this uh, incredibly emotional and high-spirited and very inspirational night in Paris, you actually have a recording of it for us. Yeah. Yeah, wait. <coughs> Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we are going to uh, uh, play that soon, the Hadron itself. And then the the orchestra, what was it like a uh, 10-piece orchestra? Yeah, orchestra very lively, well, very lively, very lively orchestra. It. Well, yeah, it's, it's Ami Cohen. Ami Cohen is, is a big star on the, Ushalai, on the wedding scene in Israel. Shlomo Cohen, Reb Shlomo Cohen, he's the guy from Lamalo Lamalo. Right. So, I mean, it was a winning... How, first of all, Rabbi Yitzchak always puts together a winning team. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Mr. Yitzchak, Mr. Yitzchak, but he, he knows if you want to get a good product, you put that... Why, why are you here, Nachal? You're here because you're the best at what you do. He puts together the winning team. He always does it. So he brought the, it's the best orchestra, the best production people. And then you have the French Yidden, and they were the best. You know, these are great Yidden. The fact that they're coming there at this time, that means these are great people. Uh, very precious. If I could jump in for a second. Sure. I, I'm going on a low amount of sleep, as you can imagine. But the fire that I'm getting from each CM, I'm going on two, three hours a night. But the energy is is just is so driving. It's you could touch it. You could touch it. Are you starting to pick it up now? Because I'm reminding everybody that we are just at before two o'clock. The event obviously starts four or five hours from now. That's right. Are you starting to feel it in this building yet? <laughs> Absolutely. You're already getting that frenzy. I'll try tweeting out some more pictures. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Are you feeling it, Rabbi Seltzer? I threw the floor. <laughs> I feel the re- it's reverberating it's, through yeah, the floor from the pr- stage. They're there practicing, huh? <laughs> checking out all the sound systems. All right. Uh, let's play some of the of the. Absolutely. Uh, let's play some of the uh, um, audio from France. This is actually the Hadron, the conclusion uh, that took place in France uh, for the Dafyomi Bahalacha, and then right after that into this amazing orchestral performance that Rabbi Nachman Seltzer was alluding to moments ago. Here it is for you as we continue with a Tuesday morning edition from Yad Eliyahu at JM in the AM. Dans le Kadash, je me rappelle. Dans 
דיו עתיד התחדתה, לחיים את היד, והצקה לחיי עלמה, ולבני קטן ירושלם, ושכלה לכלה ולגבר, ולמחקר פולחנה נקראה מהרעה, ולטבר פולחנה תשפעי עליה וימליך קודשה ויריחו ומלכותי ויקרא, וחייכון וביומכון, חיי דכון בית ישראל, בעגלה ובזמן קריב, ואמרו אמן. לעילן כל ברכתה ושירתה ושבחתה ונחבתה תאמירן בעלמה ויאמרו אמן. על ישראל, על הבנן, על תלמידיון, על כל תלמידי תלמידיון, על כל מה להזכיר והוראתה, דיברתה כדישה עדן, דיברכל אתה ואתה, אלה הון חול שלמה רבה, הנה וחזתה ורחמים וחיי הנכים ומזוני רביחי ולפולחן מנקודת הגבוהות בשמיה והרעב ואמרו אמן. וחיים עלינו על כל ישראל ואמרו אמן. עושה שלום במרומיו ויעשה שלום עלינו על כל ישראל ואמרו אמן. de lancer une musique intense de
a.m. in the a.m. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmintheam.org. I want to thank Itzhak Saflos gave us the actual recording of what happened at the um, Paris-France Deershoe World Seum. That was the... Um, that was the celebration that Rabbi Nachman Seltzer was talking about. I was still here with Yitzchak Saflis and Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. Does that uh, bring back some memories? Hearing the uh, oh yeah, hearing that incredible yeah, uh, it was it was something. Chava, you weren't there. What a shame. You know, it was such a great. Yeah, what happened to my trip to Paris? I'm very surprised. <laughs> you should have. You should I have thought been I there. contacted my travel agent about heading to France. I don't know what happened. Uh, Rabbi Krohn was there. Rabbi Krohn was there, and he has a. You must appreciate this as a storyteller. His ability to connect with yeah. the audience. You know, Rabbi Baruch Chait was once driving and he said he heard on the radio they were playing Mia Isha Chavetz Chaim. And then the announcer says, and that was Mia Isha Chavetz Chaim by Rabbi Shlom, by Shlomo Kalbach. <laughs> and Baruch Chait's like, wait a second, I made that song. And he's like, you know what? That's a compliment. Right? They, said Shlomo, they said that my song was a Kalbach song. So, you know, basically when I, I speak, you know, it's Baruch Hashem, I speak something around the world and somebody comes up and says, I want you to know you're mamish like Rabbi Krohn. And I'm like, oh, that's a compliment. Thank you very much. You know? Oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm just saying, oh, I'm, no, no. I'm sure you appreciate I, a good story, I, that's all. I, I, I say it like I that. Know, I, I do say it like that. <laughs> so he got up, and what was he the message up. that he told that so evening? So he, he, he said a, well, he said a lot. I mean, everything he said was right. really was really special. He, he did say a few things that really jumped out at me. He brought down this famous story with the Ramah and the Rav Yosef Cairo. And he said they were friends. And they used to communicate through letters. You know, back then, there was something called a letter. You would send it, and it took time to get there. The kids wouldn't know <laughs> this, know? huh? Days it's sometimes. It's a, it's a concept. Days know? and weeks sometimes. Weeks. And so does it come? You know, it got lost in Now, space. if an email doesn't show up in 60 seconds, you're angry. <laughs> anyway, so he says what happened. Uh, one day, the Ramah opens up a, a letter from Rav Yosef Cairo, and it says, this guy's telling me good news, he says. I'm just finishing my Sefer, the Shulchan Aruch. And the Ramah almost faints. Why is he almost faint? Because he's also working on a Shulchan Aruch. He says, he, now you can imagine. The Ramah could have easily said, he's Sephardic, I'm Ashkenazi. The people in Yemen and the people in Syria and the people in Morocco will learn his Shulchan Aruch okay. and the people in Poland and Russia will learn mine. And I'll come out with my version. And can you, imagine, you can imagine. If you imagine sure. you wrote the Shulchan Aruch, sure. what are you going to do? He says, the Ramah says, I'm not doing that. I'm going to take my Purish and I'm going to put it together with his Purish and we're going to have one unified Shulchan Aruch so that there's not going to be a period, there's not going to be a divide. There's going to be Achtus in Klai Yisrael, he said. And that's Dirshu. That's what Dirshu accomplishes. Rav David's vision is one of Achtus. He loves Klai Yisrael. When you hear him speak, you feel a palpable love for everybody he's talking to. You, you, you hear him, you see him. He loves the people. It's something special. <laughs> you see it. You know. You know when it's real. hundred percent. I mean, for sure. You meeting people. You meet people all the time. You feel and when somebody's the, uh, authentic. And that's the the whole purpose of these celebrations is to be it, together it and bridges be. It. This is Sephardic Jews. Ashkenazi. Somebody said, "I didn't know there were that many Ashkenazi Jews in, in, in France." He said to me. Right. <laughs> no. We, right. The, you think they're all Sephardic Jews? Full. It was such a beautiful mix. Such a beautiful mix. And that's the Dishu message. I mean, it's uh, the Torah accountability. It's it's learning. But it's also Achtas. And with that in mind, I assume the Torah giants tonight will represent every... Across, I'm sure. I'm right. sure. Always. And Rav David himself said something that, was, that jumped out at me really nice. He said that... He, he quoted the Chavetz Chaim. He said that uh, 
they asked the Chavetz Chaim, what do we do today? We don't, we don't have Nevi'im. We don't have prophets anymore. How are we supposed to know what Hashem wants from us? And the Chavetz Chaim said to us, today when there's no prophets, there's no Nevi'im, he said, the wind, the fire, the water, those are prophets of Hashem, he says. They tell us what Hashem wants. You know, you look around, if the fire gives you a message, if the water gives you, if the wind gives you a message, these are prophets of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that was such a, a poignant point that he was bringing up, especially in light of what's going on in the world, sure. but it was... I mean, David, again, if his speeches are jewel, they're, they're full of jewels. But just every speaker there was, I mean, somewhere in French, I didn't quite quite understand <laughs> everything. But Did Rabbi Krohn, what was he? He was translated into Hebrew, French? Hebrew, Ivrit, and somebody translated into, into French. French. But again, like I said, you don't right. really need translation. Uh, where will we see what you write about tonight's event? Where will we see it? Oh, tonight's event will be Everywhere? all, will be oh, all you're, over. It's like you're like a freelancer. I'm, like, I'm, I, anywhere tonight, these words yeah, appear. When I, when I write for Dirshu and for, with, for uh, Vizlik Saflis, so the, basically the, the, the bottom line marketing company, they, des- they decide where everything, right. in conjunction with Avdav, they decide where every writer's words go. So it could be an Ami, it could be in Mishpach, it could be in Hamodiyah. It's, it's a real achtas, you know. Normally I, I write for Hamodiyah, but when it comes to Dirshu, it crosses all the lines. There's no, there's no party over here. It's, right. We're all together. You know? And we could see you on a weekly basis in Hamadiyah? In Hamadiyah, yeah, pretty much on a bi-weekly basis. Sorry. And that means that specifically news or it could be it's, stories? It's or uh, for the most part, it's true stories. Like, I'm waiting to hear from you maybe about Rav David Feinstein. <laughs> I, don't, and, uh, I don't know if I have any stories. I am sure you have tons of stories. We have to do a piece about you. An interview with, with Rav Nachum Siegel. Yeah, that's an idea. That's, the na- that's it. The next that's thing a big do. seller. I'm going to put you on, I'm going to sit over here and put you over here. We're going to do an interview with you. <laughs> that's a big seller. That's a huge seller. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so you know, normally it's true stories, but sometimes for, I, I did a, and I did like after the book, it could have Inside the Homes came out. So I did an interview with my friend Rabbi Yaman. You know, a follow up. Or else I just interviewed the the the, uh, the head of PR for Hadassah Hospital, Barbara Sofer, and I interviewed her. And that's going to be in the Pesach magazine in Hamadiyah. It's a fascinating interview about um, about Hadassah Hospital in Yerushalayim. Very so there's always you meet people, and everyone you meet is just so interesting and it's you know full of just great stuff. So you know it's wherever you go, it just things are happening. It's a pleasure spending time with you. Thank yes, you for stopping by. Mutual. I appreciate it. And enjoy tonight. I'm looking forward. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, I thank you, Rabbi Yitzhak Saflis, for uh, setting this up. We are here at the Dirshu World Seum in, in uh, Tel Aviv. There'll be one in Yerushalayim tonight as well. This is one of the selections that Dirshu released on their most recent collection of World Seum tunes. Uh, here it is at JM in the AM. Hey, 
JM in the AM. We're at the Deer Shoe World Seum. It's happening here at Yad Eliyahu in Tel Aviv. This is part of the uh, Deer Shoe World Tour, as I call it, since they've been to so many locations around the world already, including uh, the U.S. and Great Britain and um, France, South Africa. They're going to be heading to South America as well. Uh, but tonight the focus is on Yerushalayim and Tel Aviv, the Deer Shoe World Seum. It's happening uh, uh, tonight, just a couple hours from now. You'll hear it during Wednesday's JM the AM. We're actually going to be pre-recording Wednesday's JM the AM from here, from Israel. I want to take this opportunity to thank our friends at Travel Cell, Josh Melman and company. It's because of them that we're connected back to the U.S. Big thank you to our friends at Travel Cell. Uh, a lot of people in our audience are going to be using them when they head to Israel for Sukkot, so enjoy. Uh, for Pesach, rather, so enjoy. Uh, I want to thank the Inbal Hotel for again being our uh, home base in the city of Jerusalem. And um, Alex Herman and his staff doing a great job over there, and I thank him very much. A big thank you to Stan in our studio, ZK, of course, PC guy who's here, uh, helping us out as always. want to thank Danny Goldberg doing our social media back in the U.S., Yitzchak Saflos is with me here from Bottom Line Marketing Group and, of course, Pesach Trapper and Chaim Weiser as well. Get big thank yous for all their work in advance of this event. Yitzchak's holding a book. You can see it if you go to the uh, NahumSiegel.com video screen, which is on the homepage of our website. Uh, holding a brand-new book, Odyssey of a Revolution, a Deershoe Legacy Safer. Uh, this is a 312 full-color hardcover book released in conjunction with this World Seum Tour. Uh, tell me about the significance of this amazing publication. Well, uh, Rev, uh, um, the organization, as as Rabbi Friend pointed out in his speech, uh, is 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 making a revolution in accountability and learning Torah. Um, Rev David has a vision of of rebuilding, if you if you will, rebuilding the level of of Limana Torah the way it was even pre-war. Right. That is something that he has stated. Um, the organization has has had tremendous milestones over the past 18 years. It was founded in 1997, Tavshin and the goal was to really capture in a uh, a coffee table format book um, the accomplishments of so many in Klai Yisrael who were inspired through Dirshu. So there are some sections that cover Dirshu through the years. Including the big CMO from a couple of, of years course, ago. Of right? okay, that, that that's covered. And then... Plus the Shiurim, I know, are in there. Plus all the Shiurim and, and the impacts around the world. The accomplishments, the, the Mishnah Brewer, the Dirshu Mishnah Brewer, which is found in, in, in homes across the world. And I noticed they set up a big uh, display here to sell it tonight. That's correct. <laughs> Beca- because also so many people have joined now for the second Machser, Dafi and Balacha, so they need, they need a Mishnah Brewer. Also, there's something I wanted to explain about Dafi and Balacha. Sometimes people wonder, is it, because we know a daf is a front and a back. Correct. Okay, and that's a question that has come up. What happens is, on the Dirshu Mishabura, so one side is the is this side that basically was the, has everything that the Chavetz Chaim put down. In the last hundred years, now even though the Chavetz Chaim had Ruach HaKadosh, but he didn't write it to know with all the, Shilas and all the questions that will come up for today's times. Right, decisions that have to be made for That's correct. the 2000s. That's correct. So therefore, Dirshu put together this Mishnah Bura, which has all the uh, decisions, the Psokim, if you will, of, all, of, of, of many Rabbanim over the last 
over in recent, over the last 10, 20, 30 years, and it has the Erpsak on modern-day Shilas that have to do with travel and electricity, right. things that just weren't. And there's hardly a page that goes by without that, right? It's, it's, there's a lot of it in there. Every single... Every page has it? Every oh. Ahmed has material, right. believe it or not. Right. Everything. That's how... So therefore, the Dafayi Balacha, it's, it's one Ahmed of the existing Mishabura, right. and the other Ahmed is of the Dirshu Mishabura. Where's the Odyssey of a Revolution uh, as we go back to the Dirshu Legacy Safer? Where's it available? That's, uh, it's being distributed by Israel Bookshop, so it will be in farm stores worldwide. So people out there, uh, you know, if they want something special for Pesach. That's correct. Over this is, and it's 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 filled with uh, the accomplishments of so many in Klai Yisrael. It, of course, has amazing Gedolim pictures. I will say something that's very precious are we included some personal notes that people wrote to Rav David or the organization. Meaning students of Dirshu. Yeah, this is a letter here that that's just every time I read it I cry. It 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 it, it brings out how special this fa- these families are, and the mysterious nefesh of the wife, of the children, for their husbands to learn with this level. Keep in mind, when someone's taking a bechina on 30 blot, or someone's taking a bechina on 90 blot, <laughs> they need to prepare. or someone's taking on 120 blot, there's a lot of preparation. I, I don't know if I should joke like this on the air, but I wish I could take the bechina and get a 20. <laughs> <laughs> so certain, there are people out there that get 100. You know what that is? These people are going to be the Gedalius role in 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Radov's vision is, is, is on, he's a Reis and Way ahead of his time. And that, that's what's going on. And then the Sefer so includes many beautiful Gedalian pictures, trips to run. And then a, a book like this would not be complete without listing right. the test takers. Do you know there are over 5,000 test takers in North America? North America. And they're all listed in the book. Yeah, listed in the book because they get right. Plus, you have a map that describes where the shurim take place on a regular basis, we which have is pretty cool. We have a map of of also where Dirshu right. has a presence and has touched people throughout the world. And obviously, Israel and the United States dominates that. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, check it out. Odyssey of a Revolution is out there, and it will be available as you get closer and closer to Pesach. And it is an amazing tribute to what's happening here at Deer Shoe. More coming up. This is JM in the AM for a Tuesday morning broadcast tomorrow from the actual SEA, which we'll pre-record here later on tonight. Uh, they're getting ready behind us in the arena itself at uh, 2.20 in the afternoon here on a uh, Tuesday for the big SEA tonight. The Deer Shoe World SEA celebration taking place for Dafyomi Bahalacha, and it'll be one big celebration coming up uh, tonight in this arena. Meanwhile, we continue with more from the Deer Shoe World SEA CD at JM in the AM.
Tuesday morning, live from the Dirshu World Seum in, in uh, Tel Aviv. I was about to say Yerushalayim. is one in Yerushalayim tonight as well. Uh, I want to thank the PC Guy, your one-stop shop for all your technology needs in Jerusalem and many of your technologies worldwide. In just five years in Jerusalem, the PC Guy has become the leading support for all PC and Internet needs. Congratulations, PC Guy. If you need a new PC or your existing one that needs a tune-up, call them. If you need a new brand-new printer, scanner, fax, copier, or have trouble with your existing one, Call them. If you're new to your smartphone or iPad, call them to integrate your contacts and email. I could use that. Here, get to work on this iPad immediately. (laughs) If you don't back up your PC, call the PC guy for his advanced cloud-based backup service available worldwide. If you want internet, Israeli phone, and U.S. phone service from one source with one number to call for support in English, call the PC guy. If you own an apartment in Yerushalayim, I want to have support for your internet when you're not there. Call the PC guy. Just give him the keys to the apartment. He'll take care of the rest. Trust me. And if he's renting your place out, unbeknownst to you, don't blame me. <laughs> Paul, the PC guy, Sirkin, is at 054-943-6109. Great friend of the show and somebody who's always helping us like today. Thepcguy.co.il. It's like Saflis is here. Um, one of the things that started this whole process uh, of getting to the World Seum in uh, in Tel Aviv was the trip that was taken by many to Rodin. They actually went to the final resting yeah. place of the Chavetz Chaim. Were you, I don't know if you were on the trip or not, so you could tell me. No, you were not, but you no. spoke to plenty who were, right? Absolutely. And uh, in fact, down the road, it would be a good idea for me to speak to Eitan Kobri. He actually wrote the article about it, right? That's right. right. That's and it was a long article, wrote a, a lot piece. of stuff in it. And um, what was the reaction? I mean, it must have gotten this whole venture off to a very good start. Yes. Naturally, the, the uh, Dirshu's goal here is to enroll, encourage that everyone should have a daily limit of halacha right. in this particular program, Dafiyan Halacha. So in conjunction with this, Rabbi David felt that it would be, uh, I guess, an auspicious time to... To go to the caver of the Halakha Chavetz Chaim. The author of the Mishnah Bura. The author of the Mishnah Bura. And be mispal by the caver. So the Dirshu organization came up with this fantastic idea that we're going to travel. And and many leading G'dayli Yisrael, Rabbi Chizim Mishkovsky, among others, Rabbi Yaman Finkel, they got together, they met. Some came from America. Some came from, many came from Eretz Yisrael. And they traveled. It was a, the whole thing was a 24 to 36 hour uh, 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 Misa. And they traveled to the Kevin Chavetz Chaim and they brought something called the Sefer Hagiborim. If you remember, there was a campaign sure. going. Okay. We had Sef- listeners who became part of it. And became part. Correct. Now, the Sefer Gibarim was a fantastic concept, and that was that anyone who would commit, and we know that there are many organizations that have, uh, that if you donate, if you give support, then right. they'll be misspelled by a Kevin. Here, the goal was just commit that you're going to learn halacha every day. 
And you can say Belinader if if you need to back out. Then we'll set just that commitment got you into the safer. Just the commitment you got into the safer, and you could put down for any bracha, Yeshua, or for anything. You know, in America, you know, people always say, okay, like a cute idea. You know, what's going to happen right. already? First, they were, you know, the first week, maybe 30 came in, then 40. In the end, there were over 1,000 <laughs> people that wrote in. Now, keep in mind, a lot of times, of course, in hindsight, people said, yeah, of course, everyone would do it. But wait a second. It's easier to write out an $18 check and have someone like drive sure. to a cover than to learn a half hour a day halacha. Right. And there were over 1,000 people that took on that commitment. Which is pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. The brand new Dafyomi Balacha calendar is out. I assume people can get this from Dirshu, right? The the Luach booklet. We're actually on day three of the cycle, by the way. We're actually on on day three. three. Not too late to join. That's correct. Okay. Well, uh, I still like I still like to say I'm already behind, but yes, but, not too late. Okay, sure. if you want to officially be behind, you are behind, Nachum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we accommodated. Um, by the way, talking about uh, allowing room for for people at Slack, this program has an amazing feature to it. It's called Dafi Yemi Bahalacha, but it's really five days a week. Right. Correct. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's leeway built in. Leeway built in. Friday and Shabbos is for Chazara. Correct. To, and in to, fact, to review what you've done. In fact, the shear that I attend every day by Rabbi Cheskel Eichenstein uh, for Dafiyam Bahalacha, so he doesn't do Sunday, but he feel he he does it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday and Shabbos is for Chazar. In but the calendar, is a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just these booklets are being distributed throughout America this at at this time this weekend, so they will be available all over. All right. Um, in it, there's a listing of uh, of Dafyomi Balacha Shirim that take place, and if you'd like a luach or if you just want to sign up for the daily e newsletter or get information about all of this, you can uh, you could actually uh, write to the following email address: info at koleldirshu.org. Info at koleldirshu.org. There are three L's in kolel. It's the middle L that gets doubled. Info at koleldirshu.org, and you can get all the information. Uh, regarding that and uh, find well, out about the shirim, etc. You can also call, good point, 888-5-DEER-SHU, 888-5-DEER-SHU. They take care of that as well. And you can sign up for the uh, audio, for the e-newsletter, etc., etc. And their shirim throughout America. Right. Now, Many it's interesting, when, when we put this calendar together roughly, I don't know, three weeks ago, by now, there's doubled the amount of shirim. Really? Meaning, it's a fascinating thing. When there's a campaign that goes on and there's this much piercing, there's this much coverage that comes out, there's a result. So there was so many shiurim that sprouted up within the last seven to ten days that that this, the schedule, the, the listing, the schedule is correct, of course, right. but the listing of shiurim is, is not half absolute, of what it is now. It's half of what it is now. So Amitashem, there will be advertising and ways of getting that information, but there's shiurim popping up around North America and the world. Pretty amazing. I believe this selection was written by Rav David Hofstadter, if I'm not mistaken. The third selection on the yeah, Tana de Vale. This is his. He, this is his composition. Yep. yep. Um, we'll do this in tribute to all those who've taken on the commitment to do Dafiomi Bahalacha, the big celebration tonight in Tel Aviv, and we're here all the way in Israel celebrating this occasion. You're listening to JM in the AM.
All the action at NahumSingle.com. We are here at the Yadaliao Arena in Tel Aviv. Some of the selections prepared specifically for this Dear Shoe World Seum, the one that uh, speaks of Dafyomi Bahalacha. Uh, I wanted to make sure to um, to mention that Dear Shoe has a. Um, has a da- regular Dafyomi program. And this is something that Yitzhak Saflis reminded me about months ago. We've been spending so much time on Dafyomi Bahalacha. We forgot they have their own system with testing, with the ability to be held accountable uh, to Dafyomi. And that obviously over the years has grown tremendously. You know, I, I sometimes encourage friends, said, visit a testing site. Every 30 days, there are testing sites all across North America and throughout the world. So just walk into one and see what goes on. It's 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 really special. You go in there, the Bar Park one. Bar Park one happens to be a quite large one, and there are hundreds of people that come in and start taking a test, and you realize that the hours, days, weeks of preparation, and these people are going to be shasiyidin. They're going to be shasiyidin. They're going they're going to really be kind of shas and really know it. And really know it. They have to be accountable and. And Dafyomi Balacha works the same way with tests on the uh, on the different parts of Mishnah Burr that are studied on a daily basis. Correct, but but I'm sorry to interrupt. A very important point: the organization doesn't want people to feel restricted or inhibited if they're not going to take the test. That's that's oh, good point. I bring it right. because it comes right. up all the time. Right. What if I don't want to take the test? Especially right. with Dafyomi Balacha, right. there's a daily limit. Many people. Are, are maybe not up to it. Right. We'll say it like that. Okay. <laughs> they don't want to so, make that commitment. They don't make a commitment. 
make that commitment. So therefore, there's no pressure to take a bechena. And, and the question comes in a lot to us. Like, I'm, I, I'm willing to join, but I'm afraid of taking a bechena. Yeah, of course. You do not have to take the bechena. If you're able to take the bechena, great. And they give stipends based on good, uh, successful uh, scores. But a person does not have to take the bechena. Information about all of this, 8885 Dear Shoe, the free luach that you can keep track of each day, the daily e, e- newsletter you can sign up for at uh, info at uh, koleldeershoe.org. Again, it's 8885 Dear You can also find out where Shiurim are in your neighborhood. And there's an audio share, as we pointed out. And we'll probably speak tomorrow to Rabbi Gobioff about that as well. An audio share is available That's every correct. single day as well. You've handed me a track. Tell everybody what this is. Yeah, there was a CD that came out. It's a shame it's not available in America. It's such a great CD that it has the selections of the live music from, from Yad Elio right. 2012 of the CMHS. Right. It's an amazing clip. The, the orchestra, the singers, the, the, just, just the whole experience. I, I, I wish it was available in the U.S. Here's so, how we'll wrap up our show from Yad Elio as we celebrate the Deershoe World Seum, which is just hours away. This is JM in the AM.
some of the celebration the last time Dershu had a World Seam in Yadaliao. That's uh, from two, uh, actually from three years ago. Tonight, the big event here, the Dershu World Seam for Dafiomi Ba'alacha. My thanks to Yitzchak Saflis and all of our special guests. Big yashikach to Yitzchak. Thank you. And, of course, looking forward to uh, tomorrow's presentation. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be our visit to Yadaliao tonight for the actual event right. when there'll be about... 10,000 more people in this building. 12,000? It's really going to be around 13,000 because they're filling up the floor floor. and all extra crevices. And of course, Binyanei Huma's hookup and hookups around the world as well. It'll be in the tens of thousands tonight. When you add it all up. For the big celebration. So, big Yashikach. Information about Deershu, 8885 Deershu. A pleasure to speak to everybody from the Holy Land. I wanted to note the passing of uh, Yehuda Avner. Ambassador Avner passed away, and the funeral takes place at 4 30 Israel time this afternoon. Uh, somebody who had a uh, major impact on modern Jewish history, especially vis-a-vis the state of Israel, and somebody who is a beloved figure by world jury of all types. And we note his passing, and uh, that funeral takes place later today. I want to remind everybody in terms of our schedule that we will be uh, on tomorrow morning, JM and the AM, from here tonight. Not live, of course, but doing the show uh, tonight, and then... Uh, uh, airing it tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 from the Deershoe World. See you. Mayor Fertig in studio on Thursday and then Friday. We are back with the weekly update and everything you'd expect on a Friday morning broadcast from us here at JMNAM. So keep that in mind. Also, uh, you'll be able to see the uh, you'll be able to hear the archive of, of this show, obviously, later on. The video archive will be up eventually at NahumSiegel.com. And we will be videoing tonight here in the arena, which means that uh, um, while the show is going on, You'll be able to access it tomorrow morning at NahumSiegel.com and see all the action as the uh, arena fills up behind us and all the uh, celebrating takes place in Yad Aliyahu in Tel Aviv. A big thank you to our friends at Travel Cell for keeping us connected to the United States and for really helping us in terms of keeping our radio connected as well. And a big thank you to the Inbal Hotel for serving as our home base in Jerusalem. And a big thank you to Miriam L. Wallach and ZK and PC Guy and everybody who worked so hard, Yitzchak Saflis and his staff, including uh, Pesach and uh, Rabbi Weiser and everybody who was helpful here in Israel. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite, America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. A big mazel tov to Rabbi David Hafstadter and everybody at Deershu as the World Seum takes place tonight. More details, obviously, tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. Stay with our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Until tomorrow, from Israel, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.